the service and the message of today and what the Lord has put in my spirit. For the entire month of June, as I've shared, both on Sundays and Wednesdays, I'm going to be dealing with this particular subject, live your best abundant life. Live your best abundant life. And the, the presentation might not be what you're used to in this type of setting, especially on a Sunday. But I want to have uh, uh, something that will cause you to be informed, inspired, but most of all, impacted. We need this lesson because as a church, as ministers, listen, we specialize in getting people prepared for heaven. We're, we're diligent about you being saved. That you can have life after death. But what has happened, while we have put great emphasis on getting ready for heaven, we, to, our, to the neglect, have not told people how they should live abundant living as a believer. And the devil will deceive you that when you think you got to live and have a great life, you must go back to the things that you came out of. Yeah, I, I want to have a good time, so that means I, I got to go back to the club. The devil is a lie. Oh, I want to have... I want, to have, I want to live it up so I should go get a little shot of something or get high. I wish somebody hear me. But we have not spent time sharing with you the promise of God. Because God said, listen, you will not just live in heavenly places, but I'll have you with a blessed life here on this earth. So that's why the Lord impressed upon me that for the entire month of June, I'm going to be dealing with this. Hallelujah. Live your best abundant life. Look at somebody say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. I'm not T.D. Jakes either. Hallelujah. But you've got to live your best life. All right. Now, the base scriptures that we're using for this series comes from uh, St. John chapter 10. Verse 10, one of my favorite scriptures. And Jesus said this. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it, how? More abundantly. That's it. That will be the base scripture that we'll use throughout this month of June. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. Hallelujah. I've come so that you could live your best abundant life. So, 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 I want you to understand 
Coming into freedom, into life, is different than living life. Uh, I'm reading a fantastic book by Ta-Nehisi Coates. I think I messed up his first name in the first service, so I had to go to Google and make sure I got it correct. Ta-Nehisi, he, he wrote this book, The Water Dancer, and I, a great novel, but it's about slaves through the underground with Harriet Tubman. And I was struck by a quote from one of the characters, Otha. And this is the quote. As you will soon see, finding freedom is only the first part, but living free is a whole other. Boy, that just spoke volumes to me. The relationship was, of course, when people come out of slavery, they have freedom, but now to know how to live in freedom is a whole different thing. And the same is true with we, the people of God, that when you come out of a sinful life into the life that God has promised, that's one thing. But to learn how to live is a totally different one. Mm. And I'm praying that this lesson, these series of teachings, this ministry will bless you now to move to another level. Hallelujah. I can't, get, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Now, look, I'm going to give you a little introduction, and I want to go over some points with you. The first one is... Uh, why this lesson? Why is this for me? Why use the church setting? And then why now? Okay? So let me answer those right quick for some of you who may be asking that in your mind. First of all, why this lesson? While on a, a recent road trip that Angela and I took uh, and we traveled to a number of national parks. We went to like seven or eight states. And in one of those settings, I think it was at the Grand Canyon, just looking over the vastness and the beauty of the park, the Lord impressed upon me. No, he challenged me. Hallelujah. To cause people to see that they're living beneath divine expectations. He said, my people, that I want to have the experience of living an abundant life. And tell me, you hear what I'm saying? Many are living beneath the expectations that I have for them. They have become comfortable where they're at not realizing there's so much more that I want them to experience. Hallelujah. Michael, stay with me. Stay with me. Listen, listen. See, the devil will cause you to feel as if you'll never experience the life that you want to experience. Hallelujah. Regina, get this in your spirit. You're just seeing the first part of your blessings. I'm so, I, 
Oh, I'm in a, I'm in a prophetic mode right now. Hallelujah. I remember, I, I'm sure she doesn't mind me testifying, when Regina, she was a realtor. She was struggling from week to week. And now she has her own brokerage firm. And I'm saying, this is just the beginning. Oh, I wish I had somebody get excited up in here. Woo, hallelujah. My God, my God. I feel, I feel the anointing. Hallelujah. It's time to shake off the old mindset that my life is not getting any better. The devil is alive. We said the devil got to get under my feet. Vetra, don't start nothing up in here. See, speaking in tongues is contagious. Hallelujah. You, you thought COVID spread rapidly. You let somebody break out of the, a tongue talk. <laughs> God is saying you're living beneath what I expect for you. Help me. I'm telling you, if you stay with me and don't miss any of this, these lessons, this will revolutionize and change your life. I talked about John Shaw, and yes, he's at Mizzou, but uh, you still have that internship coming up. Uh, he told me, he said, Pastor, uh, they, they, I have an internship with the Green Bay Packers later on this, this summer. Oh, God. I was... <laughs> Hallelujah. God's getting ready to do some things up in here. I wish somebody would catch a hold of this. Ooh, I'm trying to move on. I'm trying to move on. Now, somebody might ask, why is this for me? Because regardless of the station in life that you're in now, you can live a better life. What are you talking about? I don't care if you're 25 or if you're 75, you've still got a better life to live. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Catch hold of this. See, the devil will make you feel, well, you didn't reach 70 years old, three score year and 10. So you just rest and take it easy. What you have now is what you're going to have for the rest of your life. The devil is alive. I just read, I just saw it. I think it was on 60 Minutes. Uh, today, if you're born in the, listen to me. If you're born in the United States or Europe, they're saying that half, about half of the people born now will live to be at least 100 years old. Whew. 
Here you are satisfied living three score years and 10 when God says I got 30 more years for you to live and still be in your right mind. How, Marvin, you hear what I'm saying? No more being under the stress of panic attacks. How am I gonna make it? If you listen to me, God said I'll give you life. I'll give it to you more abundantly. You'll be blessed. You'll be, I'll just point to somebody and say, be blessed right now. Ooh. Hallelujah. Did somebody say, take it off? Wait, wait, wait. Forget, don't forget we're in church now. Hallelujah. Be, because regardless of where you're at in life, there's a better life that God has for you. Now, why use the church? Somebody said, why are you using the church for this kind of message? Listen to me. This is a quote from uh, the Reverend Al Sharpton in a book. Uh, this is a fantastic book. It's called The Black Church. Uh, this is our story. This is our song by Henry Louis Gates, Jr. He's a professor at Harvard. Many of you probably are familiar with him. And he quoted the Reverend Al Sharpton in the passage, and he said, uh, uh, the black church was more than just a spiritual home. It was the epicenter of black life. See, the church has had such a vital impact on the life of people that that, that through the church, the social, economic, political, educational development started through the church. When we were in slavery and they didn't even want us to learn how to read, it was the church that brought us together that caused us to know how to live. So that's the reason why we are doing this now because you have to be impacted. That's why I said on Wednesday, please bring your pads, get a journal, uh, take notes. Uh, you can even get your phone out and take notes, Deacon. Hallelujah. Uh, but if you got to get a hold of this. And then in between the services, in your meditation time, when you go out uh, walking, let the Lord then, Mother Grayson, download into you. Hallelujah. The church is the source of why we must move forward. Now, why now? Why now? It's because tomorrow, on June 7th, I, along with Angela, will have been here as pastor for 12 years. Tomorrow is the official 12th anniversary of me coming here to New Bethel from Youngstown, Ohio. I have, I've been blessed to, to participate with God in seeing the development of so many. When I came here, some were just graduating from high school. Now they've gotten college degrees. They've gotten married. They're having babies. Uh, I've been with others as they transition into new lives, new positions. And I'm grateful to even see what God has able to bless us to have here. You're in a facility, Deacon Garlington, that is paid for. We have no mortgage. 
all this that you see, we paid for. God, I wish somebody would give God praise up in here. And we still got a little something, something in the bank. Hallelujah. So I feel that this, I'm not saying I'm getting ready to leave, but I feel that this is a, my next assignment to cause now individuals to move to an understanding that there's a better life to be lived. You see, listen to me. Why the church? I've already told you how to be baptized. You've already heard how you must live before God. We talk about being right, going to heaven every week. Uh, once you've been to the water, you ain't got to go back to be baptized no more. So why do we keep telling you be baptized in Jesus' name? I've already been to the water, already been baptized. You see, now we've got to have teaching to tell us how do I move to my next level? Glory to God. And that's where we've neglected. Stay with me. Stay with me. Oh, I'm feeling excited. Now, uh, we still got to keep the service to an hour because uh, I know some of you are off to an hour. We didn't got used to it. With Zoom and everything, if it's not done in an hour, I'm gone. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. So uh, whatever we do not finish, is that's the reason why you have to tune in on Wednesday. See, I'm going to make you go to Life Impact Bible Study. And you can go to YouTube or to our Facebook page, and then you'll see. Oh, I forgot to mention that in the earlier service. Let me do it now. I'm, gonna, I'm going to record the Life Impact Bible Study Wednesday at noon. So anybody who wants to come at noon on Wednesday, you can be in the service while I'm doing that, taping for that evening service. Amen. So there's three things I'm going to talk about before each lesson. I'm still in the introduction. Here's the, here's the three things that are vital for you to understand. Point number one. Before people can begin something new, they have to end what used to be and unlearn the old way. There's some things we've got to now deprogram. Because before you can, look what he says, perfecting oneself is as much as unlearning as it is learning. And unlearning is very difficult because when you've been drilled something over and over and over again, then some things that we've been drilled wasn't really truth. It wasn't scripture. Oh, y'all don't hear, y'all don't got quiet on me. Some things was man's doing. Now, we got to, listen, as we go to the next level of experiencing a better life, you've got to unlearn some things that you thought you could never do. Oh. I used one example in the early morning service. Let me use another one, this service. I grew up in the 70s, not like the... 60s, 50s, and 40s, and 30s, like some of these folk over here. I grew, up. <clears throat> I grew up in the 70s. 
Growing up in the church, having given my life to Christ, spoke in tongues on my way to heaven, and I'm so glad. We could not go to the movies. If you went to the movies, you were like putting your right foot in hell. Come on. Now, the movie might be Bambi or Snow White, but you couldn't go to the movie. I said, now, now first of all, you never challenge leadership. But I'm saying, if I'm going to see Snow White, what's wrong with that? in the movies, and I can watch it on TV. Oh, well, don't you question leadership. Just like you didn't question your mother, because out of nowhere, there would be a backhand. Oh, see, some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. So I tried to get an understanding because I, I had a very logical mind. I graduated the second highest in my graduating class of hundreds when I graduated in 1973. Still saved, believe God, walking in holiness. But I had to have some logical understanding. Y'all being blessed by the, today's, but. And it was told to me that. It was not necessarily the movie that you watch, but the environment of the movie theater. I know some of you are wondering, well, what, what, what are you talking about? Back in the day when couples were dating, they would go to the movie house. And in the back of the house when it got dark, then they started kissing. Somebody said right like they knew what I was talking about. <laughs> that didn't come from Birmingham, did it? All right, all right. <laughs> they would start kissing and groping one another, etc. So the, the men of God said, you can't go there because of the environment. But the only problem with that is down in the church basement in the furnace... When no one was looking, they was in the church kissing and grow. Oh, y'all don't. So there's some things we've got to unlearn as we move forward. Listen, not at all jeopardizing the belief in the doctrine or what we know is truth. I'm talking about lifestyle and living. Oh, help me. So, that's the first point. Second point I want you to understand is this. All right? Point number two, if you can get that for me. Please, you will not receive a windfall of money 
from an insurance settlement. No, there did not. There was no uncle that died and left you a lot of money, nor an inheritance, nor a lottery ticket. Get it out of your mind that when I'm talking about living a more abundant life, it's not about the fact you're getting ready to get a lot of money. Oh, we got real quiet. Because money alone does not mean you're living. There's a lot of people with money, but they're still miserable. I'll talk about how money is a factor, but I don't want you to think this is about a prosperity message. That this is about something that's getting ready to uh, come fall in your lap and a, a crow is going to drop the winning uh, mega power ticket at your feet. <laughs> You hear what I'm saying? Listen, here it is. Look. The Lord will provide the supplies, the tools, and the instructions, but you've got to do the work. If you want to live a more abundant life, you got to work at it. And if you're going to be lazy, then no, you won't be living a better life. Nobody's going to do it for you. You got to do it for yourself. Somebody say amen. Y'all thought this was going to be easy. No, I'm just telling you the truth. And the reason why we're living beneath the expectation, Brother Clarence, is because we don't want to do the work. But if you follow the instructions, you'll have the supplies. God will give you the tools. And you'll see it come to pass. Somebody say amen. And lastly, number three. This is the third that I want you to understand. Never stop what? Dreaming or setting goals in your life. Never stop dreaming. Don't stop. Never get to the point, Sister Bully, Elder, elder bully that you say, well, I guess things will never get better. No, don't do that. Because you just spoke yourself into jail. You spoke yourself into change when you said, it's not going to get any better. Keep on dreaming. Keep on believing. Keep setting new goals. Listen, they might not come to pass today, but listen, keep on dreaming. Don't give up your dream. Don't let the devil trick you to believe it's not going to happen. I'm here to say the devil is a lie. Keep on dreaming. Believe God for that new home. Believe God for that new job. Believe God that he'll give you that peace that you're looking for. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God wants you to live a better life. Ah, hallelujah. And don't say, well, I got an impediment. Listen, the President of the United States overcame stuttering. He still has to be careful of stuttering. But he's been a senator and now a vice president, and he's a president, but he did not let that stutter stop him from moving forward. 
I don't care if you got a physical condition, a mental condition. That means nothing to God if you'll still listen to him. God will take you to the next level. Lisa, don't give up that dream. I'm telling you, don't stop. Look at somebody say, don't stop dreaming. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And don't stop setting goals for your life. See, back in my day, the first service didn't know this little jingle, but they used to say, good, better, best, never let it rest till your good gets better and your better gets best. You got it. You got it. Well, Greg's got up here, so that's my signal. I got to stop here pretty soon. But I'm the pastor. I'm in charge. I'm the bishop. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so for these four weeks, this is going to be the lesson. Lesson number one, I'll start about live. Lesson two, I'm going to talk about your. Oh, I can't wait till next Sunday. Next Sunday is going to be powerful. If there's any week that I would say has the greatest significance, it's next week. Third week, we're going to talk about best. And then the last week, abundant life. That's what we're going to be doing during this series. So very quickly, I don't have time because my time is really up. Uh, but, but, but let me just hit this right quick. So let's get started, and let me just at least introduce this first lesson. I told you I'm going to make you go to Life Impact Bible Study. All right. Here is that same scripture, St. John. Have you been blessed by this the service today? This is the same scripture, St. John 10 and 10, but let's look at it in its entirety. When you look at that scripture, it starts off by saying, the thief does not come except to what? Steal and to kill and to destroy. Then Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and have it what? more abundantly. So in that one verse, you see the contrast, death and life. And the basis of that verse from St. John chapter 10, the Bible talks about him as the shepherd. Remember, the Lord is my shepherd. He shall, I shall not want. He will lead me beside Waters. See, the role of a shepherd to me as a pastor, the role of a pastor is to lead the congregation. It's not to get up here and just preach a message, a homiletical position. It's to be a leader, to lead the congregation that God has assigned you into a better life. And that's what I've tried to do for these last 12 years. Serve as a leader to get us to another level. The devil wants to steal, 
kill and destroy you. But the Lord said, no, 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 don't, don't listen to the thief. I've come that you might have life. I shop, I'll come talk. When you join me on Wednesday, I'm going to talk about how death is an enemy. When we attend the funeral of a loved one or a friend and they put down their lid on the casket and bury it into the ground, that life is over. Death is an enemy. And there's no fountain of youth that when death comes, we used to sing that song early in the morning when death comes creeping in the room. We all are going to die one day. And we don't know when it's going to happen. And what we're seeing now with drunk drivers that rob our loved ones from us. Men and women of youth who feel that they can take out their frustrations and just kill somebody with no value for life. When a person will try to destroy your reputation and, and we're in a time of hatred that people will hate on Rita just because of the color of her skin. And will hate on me just because of my color and don't even know who we are. That if you're a Republican or you're a Democrat, you're already cast into a certain mold. That's the work of the devil. And we can't get caught up in that. Hear me. The Lord said, I've come that you might have life. Death will rob us of our friends, our family, our loved ones. Listen, and when it's all over, all you have left is a memory. But I'm here today to let you know, you don't know when death's coming. So, live your best life till death comes. We who are believers in the, and, and have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, we know there's life beyond the grave. But God said, wait a minute. I don't want you to wait till you get to heaven to live. You should start living now. It's the promise that I gave you. Hallelujah. Come on. I got to stop. If you've been blessed today, come on and give God praise. Hallelujah. Come on, worship us. Hallelujah. Oh, lift up your voice and give him praise. Thank him that he's so concerned about me, about you, that he wants us to inhabit and enjoy life and life more abundantly. Vetra, get ready. Get, I'm telling you, look at somebody tell him, get ready. Sheldon, get ready. I'm going to try to my best to destroy old mindsets that you cannot make it, that you won't have anything, that you'll live in poverty all your life, you'll never be happy, you'll be alone for the rest of your life. The devil is alive. I'm saying the best of life is yours. 
Hey, glory to God. Father, God, we thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you for your mercy. But thank you for favor and thank you for your promise. Now, God, I pray that over these next weeks, we will learn how to take our life to another level. And God, we want to live the best abundant life that you have for us. God, shower down on us your blessings and your mercies. And let us go forth in victory. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Woo. If there's anyone here today who's ready to make a decision to give their life to Christ, who wants to, and they're not ready where they should be in God.